Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hey. Now, I thought we'd do something a little bit different, a little bit new this week. Mm. Mm. Yes, mix it up. Mix you it up you only told me about three minutes ago yeah. <laughs> before we started recording. Perfect. Just I've already come up with a name. Mostly accurate, you know, uh, reaction to it. Uh, so, we're going to restrict ourselves a little bit. Uh, the audacity. The audacity. The reaper. No, that's a different thing. Uh, <laughs> do you want to tell, before, before we go into the details, why don't you tell our audience what we're calling it? We're calling it Click Pitch Garage. That's right. We're, this, we're heading into the Click Pitch Garage. Or garage. Or garage. I don't know. I don't know. Say in Australia? Car hole. <laughs> <laughs> I say garage. Um. <laughs> Let's go down into the click pitch automotive <laughs> car hole. <laughs> yeah. garage. Uh, and what we're going to do is we are going to restrict ourselves essentially to a specific game mechanic. Hmm. Hence garage. Uh, that we are going to put into every one of our games this week. So we're still going to have the regular click pitch random word generator. So for those who are just joining us, we usually have a random word generator where we each get a... Random adjective and a noun on the count of three to one click and turn those into a game design. Today we'll be adding one specific mechanic that we add to every game and this will just sort of give us some interesting constraints, I think, to explore the different ways you might use a, p- a particular mechanic uh, yeah. given you know the rest of the idea we come up with for, for each each one. Now, given that I only found out about this now five minutes ago, uh, we haven't really discussed how we're, how we're actually going to uh, go about this. So why don't we just, on the count of three to one, we're just going to throw away our ideas at each other and that'll be our randomness for today and then we can, then we can take a vote. Yes, we'll, we'll each say a mechanic that we would like to explore mm-hmm. and uh, we'll choose one. All right, I've got one. I've got one. Three, two, one. Mechanic. Grappling hook. trees. Grappling hook. Okay. There are only two of us, and we each have our own ideas. So it's going to be hard yes. to vote on unless we just give in to the other person. Well, it's not my, it's not my edit, so I get an extra vote. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Look, let's do, let's do grappling hooks. I'll be nice. Let's do grappling hooks this week, and we'll do tech trees next week. <gasps> See, we, get, we both win. Compromise. <laughs> All right, so the good old grappling hook. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really try really hard to just ram that narrative right into this grappling hook mechanic. Gameplay. But we can still, as a, Trevor is referring to the fact that we've had a lot of narrative-heavy episodes recently where we mostly just sort of world-build rather than coming up with actual game mechanics, mm-hmm. which is fun. We love doing that. Uh, but part of my reason for coming up with this was that maybe we can uh, go deeper into some mechanics. But yes, there will still probably be heavy narrative elements because we like just riffing on characters and worlds and concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fine. But we will be trying to work grappling hook into every game. Yes. Okay. So, three, two, one, click. Yeah. Becoming trading. Lowered mathematician. Okay. <laughs> Mathematician with a grappling hook? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm. It works really, really well, well with my word. <laughs> I've lowered. Lowered. Lower. Too low. Well, I mean, lowered, like, so, I mean, lowered trading makes me think of, like, the stock market. Mathematician, obviously, could have something to do there as well. I, I'm, I'm actually almost wondering if this is a, this is a literal, like, when, when you say trading, mm-hmm. you're on a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way to traverse is literally you're, you're, Using the grappling hooks to to move up to upside down and all that sort of stuff. And yep. if you're if you're doing trading quests and stuff like that between between different areas of this massive mountain, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about like there's you know the people at the very top of the mountain who who you know they can't get much stuff up there because it's very cold and very thin of, of air. But you know that's where all the all the hoity toity okay. live. I like this idea of a very vertical based trading game in that way. Mm-hmm. So you sort of maybe got your settlement closer to the bottom of, and I think when I say closer to the bottom, you're still basically on the upper like third of a mountain. Yeah, but closer to the bottom where there's maybe a bit more access for other things, and that's how you get goods and things there. Uh, but yes, you you are then tasked to get these uh, goods hmm. to different places. Uh, you could, you know, run into different settlements and different smaller, you know, people trying to get to the top along the way. And, but yeah, but as you said, I think there are different little little settlements all the way up the mountain going higher and higher. Yeah. Why, um, why do, why are they living on this mountain? Is there a reason? Um, I think they're, they're really, really heavy into climate change and they, they're just getting ahead of the, of the whole sea rising. 
thing. And they think they're going to be totally safe. <laughs> I thought you were saying they're just really, really heavy, like they're dense. And so they just have to be high up. High up so the, they, the, so the they oxygen isn't like, just, yeah. There's so not quite as much atmosphere pressing down. And, and not so much gravity as well, like because the... Yeah, yes, t- technically, yes. <laughs> yes, the closer, that you, you, the closer that you get to the core, the yeah, gravity the gravitational mass. Forces, yes. yes, I know. But I think it's fairly negligible at the top of the mountain versus uh, the bottom. But it's enough to cause yeah. these, these people to want to live. They have that little bit of relief. Um, and we're just talking We're talking density. They're otherwise very regular looking. Yes. When they're down at the at sea level, it's very hard for them to Especially the people at the top, they're really, really dense. Yeah, just fucking stupid. So this mathematician turned adventurer. Because yeah. I, I think, you know, he realized that maybe, you know, the reason why he wanted to become a, a mathematician is because he loved, you know, Oh, the reason why he wanted to become uh, an adventurer, sorry, is because as a mathematician, he always loved like trigonometry and angles and, and <laughs> yeah, all that okay. sort of stuff. So yeah. his, his whole thing of, you know, th- twirling up the grappling hook and throwing it up and getting the perfect angle and, and getting the well, sail Well, I, I like that because you could use it as a reason to visualize, like, okay, if I hit the grappling hook here, then when it's this length, like the arc is going to be, you know, here. Uh, I'm picturing this fast or whatever. I'm picturing, you know, that sort of thing as, as he's swinging it, time slows down and it's all these mathematical equations that are coming just, up yeah, on the just screen. Yeah, very uh, beautiful and, mind. You know, um, you know, you're holding down the trigger as, you, as you're doing it and where, where it launches, you know, sort of like, um, you almost see the um, the whole mathematical curve, you know, yeah. occur in his mind and he can he can go, yes, or, oh, I've got the calculation a little bit wrong or make, make some sort of little comment. <laughs> right, so based on your just like your basic video gaming skills of when you let go at the right time, he's like, oh, I miscalculated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I was actually thinking, sorry, uh, yeah. 2D. Yes. Now, I say 2D, but effectively like it wraps around the mountain. So yeah, that's what I was go, You know, if you're able to, to go around the, mount- around the whole mountain, you will get back to the same position. Yeah. But of course, you can leave screens and go up and down. I've been playing a lot. Of, I've been playing and watching a lot of Hollow Knight recently, so I've got that yeah. sort of idea. Of I, was, I was picturing leave screens. I was picturing it more as a, a continuous space uh, where you've obviously got a limited view. But as you make your way higher, it, you just continue upwards, continue upwards. You've maybe got. You, you probably have your map, or you maybe even. Well, probably even just as you scout things out, you get. Uh, you know, you get markers on your map and stuff. You're essentially um, scouting it out as you go, finding new settlements. I want this to be very video gamey, and I also mm. love the idea of, you know, this guy kind of leaves things behind. That you know, once he gets a good grip on something. The rope remains dangling down. So if it's over a chasm or something like that, you know, you may have <laughs> oh, to actually use another grappling hook. The idea of it's like single use grappling hooks and he's just got the whole time. Unloaded <laughs> single use grappling And they just, okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, so essentially, as you explore, you'll know where you've explored. It's like, have I gone across this gap before? Yes, because there's a fucking grappling hook there. Can you get rid of ones that you like miss? Like if you haven't put it in a good spot. If you haven't put it in a good spot, then you just you swing another one. Like, swing another one. Like, but just like, like, <laughs> if you're really like ending up with like twenty, you know, across this one gap, there's just like twenty ropes. That you're essentially just like, you know, one hand to the next and just walk, you know, bring yourself across. Um, okay. Can we then also though, because we're talking about delivering goods, trading, yes, that sort of thing. I think having to having them be like relatively large, heavy things. I mean, I was thinking death trading when I started talking about this, so right. I'm thinking that you know, your upper body strength can only you know well, but, lift well, so much. My question was, uh, is it? On you at all times, or are you having to also grapple these things across gaps? <laughs> yes, I can't like ahead like of you essentially. And so, if you miscalculate that, you might like lose it down a few levels that you don't have to. You, know, you have to decide is it worth going to get it? Uh, yeah, I, I think that could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> now because yes, I'm picturing. Oh crap! Like you attach the grapple to the big crate that you've got. Yep. You've you know calculated your arc to get to this next higher bit. You want to fire it up there, and it swings, but it doesn't quite make it. Or you do, you know you've maybe like a remote detach for when it, you know at the top of its arc you detach that crate that goes flying. Hopefully lands where you want it. It's like oh, I didn't detach it now. I've just got a crate hanging there from, in between you, you know, and in between you and the <laughs> oh you're saying like you're hanging as well and it's hanging from you. Yeah, that could work too. And you have to swing it up. Yeah, that's interesting. Having you as a pivot point between two grappling hooks, yeah. one attached to an overhang, and because then you got that dual pendulum sort of thing happening. Yeah. Of like you have to <laughs> it's swing it back, or it's like pulling you back. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun to play with. Especially because if you've ever watched one of those dual pendulum things where instead of it being a rope, but it's actually, you know, um, a metal rod or something like that, yeah. it it spins around. It does some weird oh, yeah. sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is the, is the challenge then just in in the, that exercise of a pure grappling hook mechanics getting the stuff there, or are you running it up against 
other hazards. I think uh, there's other hazards. I don't think there's a time pressure so much. Mm. Um, like, there could be some levels where you need to get the medical supplies up there because, yeah. you know, such and such is, um, you know, needing the heart medicine or whatever, and they accidentally drop their, their last their last bottle down, down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of, I like the idea of making this a very navigable, navigable space where, you know, you've got a lot of landmarks. It's somewhat handcrafted, this whole large mountain as you, you know, I think there are a lot of different ways up the mountain uh, at different points, but... So when you get a mission like, oh, I need to get this there fast, it's like, oh, okay, I, you know, you can almost picture the route in your mind from where you've gone before. It's like, oh, I've got a good grapple over there, so I know I can get across there quickly. Or like, or like, you know, oh, I don't want to go, you know, left at this point because there's a series of like four, you know, ropes that I have to swing on. And I'm not going to be able to do that with a medical crate, you know, that sort of thing. Really planning your route, yep. just based on your memory of how you've traversed this space already. So, little wrinkle I want to add into this into this story is when you get to a certain point in the progression of the game, because I think that this is actually going to have it. It is going to have an endpoint. There's not. It's mm. not just going to be um, a continuous thing. Just an open-ended thing. You yeah. find out that this mountain that you're on is actually an active volcano. That's and so that, that sort of adds that to that whole thing of now, okay, you've now got some lava flows, you've got some other things that change mm-hmm. over time, and therefore some of your previous routes may not actually be maybe blocked or, or yeah. just maybe a little bit more dangerous now to, mm-hmm. like, you're now trying to help get all these, all these rich people from the top of the mountain down into, into one of the lower settlements yep. that then you now need to, you know, sort of traverse a new path down even further back down. And it's going to be very difficult because they are very dense. And so when you're trying to grapple them down, <laughs> it's, it's a whole challenge yeah. to it. You need to have upgraded your ropes to the titanium you know, hemp rope. Yes, hemp rope. Exactly. The hemp rope, the strongest rope in the world. Yes. Yeah. Especially when it, when it catches on fire and you get high. Like, yeah, it's very strong. It's it's. I would even call it dank. <laughs> dank rope. That, that's, that's actually what we, what we call it. It's dank rope. Grapple, grapple dank. Grapple dank. Just, <laughs> that's, the name, that's the name of the game. Um, what do you think? You never ask me what. We do you just move on. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I was about to just three to one click. Um, is it multiplayer? So would Barry and Gary be playing? <laughs> oh, I see where you're heading. Um, I don't think it is. No, it doesn't feel multiplayer to me. Feels like a single player experience. Uh, very um, not not pixel heavy, but I, I'm seeing it like a um, a Hollow Knight style. Okay, thing. I was actually seeing it as, even though you said 2D, I was thinking 2D gameplay, but I was thinking 3D. Yeah, yeah, but I can, I can see 3D environments and that sort of stuff. Because you can have some really nice, like, you know, particularly once the lava starts flowing and stuff, the lava is coming, you know, in and out depth-wise, yep. creating these streams of lava and stuff that have now altered your path. I just, I just like the idea of, of like, a, a really nice, you know, either, I don't know, rotoscoped or, you know, hand-drawn character that mm. is rather an- animated beautifully, like, because yeah. you, you, I, I like hand-drawn animation a little bit more than 3D animation a lot of the time. Uh, depending on the style, yeah, and look, a mathematician. Everyone knows the style of a mathematician. Exactly. What an animated mathematician looks you, like. You, so you, you have to really capture. You that. really want that tweed jacket with the um, with the elbow patches. With the elbow to patches. really pop. And you have to be. Yeah, you need to be able to see that calculator in his pocket. Yeah, and, and you really need to be able to see the tag on his wig. Because that's right. <laughs> he's got a wig. Okay. I, I had not. Re- I've learned something new today. That, that a trope or a, a common thing of a mathematician is that they are bald, but they wear a wig. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, he, he, wears, he wears like the toupee because you know he's he's got like the bald top of the head, but he's got mm-hmm. the um got the you know the fryer tuck you know gotcha. ring of hair around. Gotcha. I apologize to any mathematicians out there that Trevor is just greatly offended. Uh, all right, so what's like? Hmm. Correspondent take. Hardened socialism. <laughs> okay. Put grappling hooks into that. <laughs> Put grappling hooks into... Well, the correspondent makes me think of some sort of news correspondent, yep. obviously, uh, particularly with hardened socialism, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're like a political correspondent or something. Ooh, I, I'm just I'm just imagining now. You, you said correspondent, and I'm picturing like a helicopter coming in and hanging off the helicopter by, by like a grappling hook. Well, the correspondent okay. coming into coming into the. I, I think I'm thinking that we go somewhat opposite to what we did last time. Instead of on a mountain, this is underwater, Ooh. and there is a a in a, in a very so grappling hooks become anchors. <laughs> yes, well, sort of. Yeah. Uh, in in a very Bioshockish kind of way, there is a, a society living under the sea, or maybe it's Atlantis or something, right? Yeah. The point is that this there there is essentially a utopian society that this reporter, this correspondent, that like the the, the above landers have have discovered this, mm-hmm. this utopian society. Uh, but the gameplay comes from yes, like grappling around underwater. I can see that you know obviously as less of a now a pendulum sort of sort of thing and more of being able to pull yourself through the water by grappling onto 
rocks and plinks of him, grappling onto sub, sub, submarine type things. And, and, and especially like, because I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this character, you know, it, without, the, without the grapple, is, very, is moving very slowly because you can yes. only pull yourself through so fast in this, in this area. Um, I'm thinking of it kind of like there are areas in which you, you can't get, get to because of, um, you know, you have to actually take a, a, a water walk. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think this, this is right for Metroidvania-ish, actually. Mm. 3D and or 2D so, still? I think 2D. I think 2D. So that, well, I mean, it could work both ways, but I think just to keep it relatively simple, I think still 2D. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it is kind of travelling through these watery areas. Initially, you don't have the grappling hook, and you, you have to be in these very heavy sort of diving suits to get yeah. through. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing it's, it's got the big old, you know, um, well, very Bioshock-esque in, in that you've yeah, got like the, the big, big daddy sort of thing. Yeah. Big daddy bell helmet and all that sort of stuff. And Yeah, these are the ones they give to visitors. <laughs> I think that one of, one of the one of the water walks that you have to do is actually from a diving bell. So it you know drops down into the water and it's you know got the got the whole thing of the air inside the bell, and then you've got to drop down and, and you know do a little bit of searching out there and then get so back in. And does this okay? Maybe then this society, or this this the technology of this society down here is very almost a steampunk kind of thing. Where but not not steampunk, less steampunk and more just like eighteenth century. Like yeah. it's the technology from yeah those the diving bell and the big diving suits. Um, maybe nineteenth century. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I think it's nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah, that's like. That's the extent of their technology. So they've managed to live down here and they've set up, they essentially live in a giant diving bell. <laughs> they just, they captured a ton of, a ton of air in it, sunk it all the way to the bottom and then they managed to recycle it uh, for, you know, 150 years. Ooh, I'm just wondering every now and again, like you come across a moon pool, which is, you know, because obviously they have to have the water, you know, uh, create, creating the extra, like the, yeah, the pressure or whatever. Pressure or whatever, yeah. Um, and so that, that's areas that you can sort of dive down into and, and traverse out there. Yeah, I think, it's a, it's a I think they've managed to, I think they've managed to create these like different bubbles of air down there, whether they've, you know, well, we don't have to go into how they've actually created them. You know, they've got a very good hang on a very good handle on pressurization yes. uh, with these, but they use like hand pumps and stuff to. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna build a new, or at least not hand pumps. Like, I mean, maybe steam, or maybe just. I, I'm now water thinking wheels, that, or, like, depending on where you are, like, you're talking to a guy by the name of Gerald, and his job is literally just to keep that crank going. And you know, well, I think it's more that once they've like once they've created the right pressure, as long as there aren't leaks, it's fine. But if they're like, okay, we're opening a new, you know, segment of the of the city over here, they've constructed the big diving bell like thing. And then from from the area, like they've hooked up a you know a big hulking metal pump that is essentially going to create like suck all the water out and bring and bring air in from either the rest of the city or however you know they, they might even have you know these huge freaking pipes going up to the top that float float on the top with balloons or whatever that they send up to like get new oxygen new air or something. Yeah, I was actually thinking that you could almost go with the uh, I don't know whether you've actually looked into how they actually do oxygen on submarines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They have no, these things called oxygen candles. Yeah, that are things that they actually start burning and all that sort of stuff, and they and they instead of letting out carbon, they let out oxygen, and you got to keep them lit and all this sort of stuff. I like the idea if they get a, a shipment of these sort of um, oxygen candles or, or mm. just you know hardened oxygen. That- yeah, essentially you, you burn it, and it, the chemical reaction one of the the outputs of it is oxygen. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool idea. And again, I think they still have to keep the pressure changing, but yes, they they like they essentially start up a new like they've created a new section of the city, they've sealed it all off, uh, they they put in a block of this yeah like hardened oxygen or whatever you want to call it, and it's got a fuse on it. It's basically and. They light it, and when it starts burning, it just starts bubbling oxygen off of it from this chemical reaction. Yeah, it's like it's like they're terraforming, like yeah, new essentially. Section. And but that, as that goes to, to to keep the right to keep the right pressure in there, because if they don't do anything, it literally will just like explode or implode got, <laughs> or whatever. They like got Gerald. That this is like yeah, crazy internal negative pressure. Yeah. They've got Gerald there on the crank, or like managing a team of people on the cranks or whatever that are yeah. literally just like pumping to alter the pressure and keep it within. You know, they've obviously with got the, They've got the you know old tiny gauges and stuff with a green section in the middle to measure the pressure. Okay, so so why are you having to come in and do Samusy sort of stuff of? Samusy, as in uh, Metroid. Metroid. Why, uh, why are you? Why are you the person that's being tasked to go round? Well, I'm, I wonder if you're if you're welcome there, or if you have made yourself unwelcome there, because you've come down from maybe like I don't know. Have they given you the first exclusive interview with the Atlanteans, and uh, and you're down there for that, and then something goes awry, or they decide they don't trust you, or you realize that it's not as utopian as it seems, and there is this like power, you know, 
government that's in power and is is slave i don't know like it's not actually i I always whenever we whenever we start talking these things i'm always like who is who is someone in this that is not necessarily like part of the action that is you know the main character and that sort of stuff who's the Mm. side character that we could like highlight now Mm. with a correspondent you know they may bring along like a line producer or or a um cameraman or a cameraman and can that be like the main character so that you know, the story can happen and you're not making choices, but you're having to sort of go where yeah. this correspondent says for you to go and then you're, then you're also trying to trying to get the right footage. And Because mm, mm. there's something about that that makes that makes it feel a little bit more... You can actually have a time where that correspondent gets captured by the um, whoever, yes. revolutionary group or whatever, mm. and you're, you're now out there trying to, A, get, get the extra footage that the correspondent needs to be able mm. to do the story, and then also, you know, save the correspondent and save the day. And you've got that whole thing of nameless camera person number one is actually a better protagonist because yeah, you're not like having that. to make the choices. I think you wouldn't want to tie them to strictly to the correspondent like for too long because uh, obviously a big part of a metroidvania is exploration and, and getting away from there and that's why uh, i was like i i love the idea of the correspondent coming down but i think that that buckles us too much into the actual story whereas if, if it could be interesting character. to have essentially a, a cross between a metroidvania but we've got i'm not saying a full-on puzzle game i mean obviously sort of metroidvanias in themselves are a puzzle that you are untangling in a way yeah uh, as you get into really rich new areas but I like the idea of, you know, you might get a, a skill, a particular type of grappling hook or, or a particular new type of suit or something that lets you go places that the correspondent can't. But then your goal needs to be like, now you're trying to find the, the, the piece of equipment or whatever that will let you open up the section so that the correspondent can get through can move forward. Uh, to that next section as well. So it's not just exploring for you to get places, but then also sort of a doubling up of, you know, also need to open up a path for them. Yeah. That yeah. could be really interesting. Uh, because I, I do like the idea of, that's almost like the escape sequence. The second half of the game is, mm. they're now, you know, they're stuck in, you know, cell block A or whatever it was, and you've got them out to a certain point, but now the next area's, you know, got too much negative pressure, and therefore you've got to right. work out, you know, which of your, which of your many skills, including your grappling hook, can you actually use to get out through the moon pool, fi- fix, you know, maybe a hole or so. Um, or make know, a hole. Or make like a bring, hole. You know, let water into this area, because, you know, they they have the massive diving suit, but you can't, you know, you need the buoyancy of the water for them to be able to get through this area, and so you need to flood it, or something like that. Uh, one one trope I want to stay away from is the trope of you lost all your all your gear and now you've got to go through like it's one yeah. of my least favorite things. Like as you get more powerful, you should you should feel like you're just. I think that's, I think that's most common in sequels to Metroidvania, uh, which is where it becomes really difficult to do because you still want which to is every sequel, single Metroid, like every single Metroid. But even like Ori, the Ori sequel, I know had some issues with that. I think if if we're going to do a sequel, you just have to play a different character, yeah. or it's or it's completely completely situation relevant, right? Like if the whole point is throughout this game, you're getting more and more ability to traverse and control this undersea city essentially like you might get whether you might even just get keys which let you you know like they're, they're, they're um, controller keys or whatever it's like okay now i can uh unlock the control panels next to airlocks or whatever and make changes to the pressure or, you know something like that which now allows you to open up doors differently or get to, get to new places if we do a sequel we just don't set it underwater yeah. now none of these tools make sense yes um okay the grappling hooks right yeah. that, you, that you're going around the first grappling hook that you get is a manual grappling hook that you you sort of throw out and then you have to pull yourself along to get to get going a little bit faster the next one is a, is a mechanical one that you can sort of shoot out and then reel back in and you, you sort of um you know, you can either, if you jump and you can sort of pull yourself yeah, back you, down. You can either essentially pull things to you with it by reeling it in, or yep. you can pull yourself to solid objects, yep. yes. The third upgrade is dual. Kind of like dual bionic, bionic yep. commando, where you can sort of, you know, sort of almost Spider-Man, Spider-Man yourself through. Swing arm to arm, yeah. Well, you can sort of get up, you, you grab the crate, you pull it towards you, you create like a, a new landing platform, you swing off and, you know, right. land down. You know, superhero style with one knee down. And <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to also obviously explore... The grappling use of grappling hook while you're underwater. I think a lot of the time it's actually while you're under the water. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's sort of more about pulling this heavy suit around. Um, you know, your main area, your main way of getting anywhere quickly or getting anywhere high up uh, is this grappling hook. And obviously, Jewel, you're going to, both arms go out and you can sort of launch yourself up a little bit faster because you now have yeah. two, two mechanical. Well, and look, it could, be interesting, it could be interesting down the line to, to have sections either one where you have a newer, lighter suit. There's some prototype suit that they've yeah. made, you know, uh, and now that's actually letting you really like zoom around underwater with this grappling hook. Or B, you literally have areas where you are out there without a suit on and you've got like a limited 
you know, time before you die, basically. Uh, I mean, it could be a little bit like the hot and cold areas in Metroid Dread, right? Where yeah. you can go in there and it might, you might be able to go in and quickly grab something and get out, but it's like, you know, until you've actually got the upgrade, the, the suit or whatever that you need, um, you can't sort of actually progress through that area. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Um, okay, sequel idea. Yeah. It's in space, and you can actually use all the same all the same equipment. We just come up with a whole <laughs> new equipment, like a jetpack as well. Yeah, additional stuff. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the, no, I think the main thing that you keep is just the, is just the grappling hook. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking you get bow and arrows in space, and that's like <laughs> the next one might be in space or it might have bow and arrows. So let's not eat our own lunch here. And uh, three, two, one, click. Drastic numbering. Slim inspiration. Slim or limb? Slim. Slim dusty. Slim. Okay, you get this. The, this gets cutting out on me. Slim. slim. Slim inspiration. Inspiration. Hmm. Drastic numbering. <laughs> okay. Slim. The only thing Slim gives me, and this does work in grabbing hooks in a way, is like caving. Like, ooh, yeah. Actually spelunking, which obviously is a game. It's called spelunking, which has grabbing hooks, but uh, maybe in a more sort of realistic, deliberate kind of way. Maybe the numbering is around leaving a trail, like leaving a way to get out of these caves. You have to leave like numbers on your little hooks and stuff. Yep. Yeah, there could be an interesting game. Almost, it almost has aspects of that first mathematician one in that, like, you're leaving these ropes in place. You're finding your way through these caves by leaving these ropes in place. But I'm picturing a much more 3D, maybe first-person, claustrophobic cave diving kind yep. of thing where you're, as you go through, you have to move, you know, very deliberately, like, set up a light over here so that you've got, you know, a light on this space, drill holes into the to the rock so that you can drop a drop a cable down here. Yeah. Um, and know where the handholds are because you are going to do some some actual rock climbing sort of Yeah, essentially all, like, all, like, fully, you know, hammer, hammer, um, what would you call them? There's, there's a way for it, like hammering things into the rocks to create handles for yourself as you yeah. go down. Uh, so it's a, a very slow burn exploratory game. Um, and I think you probably want to go, whether it's horror or just like sort of uh, rising terror. <laughs> I mean, literally just being claustrophobic and, and creating sound and- Well, that's it, yeah. And but the I idea think- of things coming along- whether they whether they ever actually attack you, just the thought that they could mm. is enough to, to get me like, I may not actually want to play this game. <laughs> oh, is it VR? There is. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, the, the climb kind of would work in a, in a claustrophobic. Right, yes, yeah. In a claustrophobic yeah, setting. Almost across, across between the climb and, um, what was that uh, introversion game? Um, so- Scan of Sombra. Oh, yeah, that was... That was great, that game. Yeah, so that freaked me the fuck out. The scanning, I, about that sense of, I stopped playing it when I when I started, like, I knew that those things would never get me, but just yeah. the fact that you're scanning and all those like, humanoids. where those humanoids go, and why is there one now above me, and yeah, okay, yeah. I stopped playing the game now. <laughs> so that kind of combination, but obviously a more realistic graphical style, I think very much the use of, and I think maybe you've just got, like, either flares or these, like, LED lights that you can place or attach, and you leave them there. And again, it's this sort of descending deeper, but knowing, like, you can sort of see where you've come from. Yep. Um, How many lights do you have? Because I think that there's a limit. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a limit... Uh, I just, I, I feel like it's not, I don't think the gameplay is around like backtracking to like, I'm, I'm going to bring this light with me because I need another one here. Like, I think that's too tedious. Yeah. I, I more want it to be around that sense of d- getting deeper and deeper and kind of discovering something down there. Uh, like, I think this is a, an unexplored cave. Obviously no one's ever been down here, but for whatever reason you've decided that you need to, need to reach whatever's at the end of this cave. And it's going to be something otherworldly or it's something sinister or. Well, I, I think what's actually happened when you were going spelunking in this cave is there was a cave in. So the only way through is hmm. to keep going forward. Maybe, although I kind of like. I kind of like the the drive just being this exploration, exploration, but but in this very apprehensive way. Like obviously, if you're playing the game, it's all you can do. There's no going back, otherwise you're just not playing the game. Well, you can go back, and the game ends. But- yeah, you can go back. There's nothing to do essentially. And I think there are ways to screw yourself. Like if you are going, you know, you've, you've drilled in a rock, you drop a rope, you climb down the rope, and you're like, you look down, like yeah, I can make that, and you drop. Sure, you might be fine. Now you can't reach that rope. Yeah. I mean, I guess we probably have some sort of grapple <laughs> in here, but I don't want to be too powerful, right? Like, you can't I, just like- I like the idea of grappling is more of a, in this game, it's more of an abseiling sort of thing in the fact that you, yeah. you can set your grapple and then, you know, work your way down the rope 
or work your way back up, but it, you can't just throw it up because it's not like an indie whip where you know it can grip onto something and then let no. go. It's one of these things of yeah, you, these grappling hooks. Are actually Although having to said that, wrap around having, <laughs> having said that, throwing a grappling hook in VR would be would very be satisfying. So I just wonder if it's limited in that you've got like you've got a bunch of ropes and like abseiling sort of stuff where you can like drill it into the rock or, or you know. And I think even as you start, I mean, technically, it's it's grappling and hooks is technically what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. grappling walls and you're hooking. Like, I, I was already fine with what we were doing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we didn't have to have that. I just think it could be really cool, especially like having like the two-handed thing. Like, you've got the rope here. You're, 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 you're rotating with one hand and then you let it go and you sort of the rope's running through your hands. And then you've also got to let go on the other side. Otherwise, it only goes like a meter in front and then drops down. <laughs> yes, but it's running, through, it's running through your hand, right? So yeah, you can, so you've got to let you go a little it, bit. Yeah, or at least like you look all the way, it, it falls down. It just falls. <laughs> You've just thrown the grappling hook down a huge cave and it's gone forever. <laughs> you thrown the grappling hook and the entire rope is like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that. That's having like just giving them that freedom to fuck up. I like. I kind of like. Now, that. now I'm going back to the fact that we need to be lenient, and you got you got unlimited. Like, no, I think you've got one for the actual grappling hook because that's a bit more like. I think you've got a bunch of and maybe unlimited like ropes that you can drop from a point where you can like attach it here and throw it over the edge and you can climb down, but they're of limited length. Yeah. So again, I think you can mess it up where. You, you you come down. It's, you're close enough to the ground that you can drop without hurting yourself. You now can't jump up and reach that rope anymore. So you, but you do have the grapple. So if you do it well enough, if you do need to get back up there, you can maybe. You, it might take a few tries before it hooks onto something at the top, or before you throw it mm-hmm. in a way that it reaches over that top peak um, that you came down from. But but if you drop that grapple, no, you're done. Because what, what, what happens the first though, time that they try to do it? They go, oh, this is a perfect place to do an indie bloody things, and it wraps around and you know hooks on, and they swing across and they're like yeah. unhook. Uh, oh, it's, it's not unhooking. Oh, my grapple's now stuck there. Because no, no, I, think can, I think you can often, I think you can often unhook with a bit of sh- like. Sh- I'm not saying that we make it impossible to use. I think, I think the point is, you can get through the whole game without using the grappling hook. It's not actually, it's more of a helper sort of thing, and it's more of a get out of a dire situation sort of thing. But it's risky. Okay, you on one condition, it. you can come across a pack every now and again that has an additional one. Well, and again, these, so these are was, expired. These are expired spelunkers. You see a skeleton was, and a pack and and, well, and a notebook saying. Well, but from from the story point of view, what I was going to bring up is, I think for the first like quarter or third of your um of your spelunking trip. This is an area of the cave that's been explored before. Yeah. So at the very start, there's already ropes and stuff like that people have drilled in and they've gone down. You know, there's there's garbage and stuff like that. For the first few ca- cave areas, the teenagers are there, there's graffiti, whatever, right? As you get a bit further, it's like, okay, now there's only... TS, heart, speed, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But as you get a bit further, okay, now it's only this, the experienced spelunkers that have come down this far. So you've still got a few... You'll see like an old, you know, drill thing and then you see a carabiner lying on the ground. Like you'll see some remnants of them. And yes, you might find a grappling hook. And yes, you may find like a fedora and a whip. Yeah, I mean, that's in a little cave around the corner as an Easter egg, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and when you pick it up, it's like, oh, this thing is flimsy. <laughs> or, yeah, you can never hang off this thing. Like, this, this is not... This, this is not fully made. And, and, and has, a, has a little uh, tag that says, uh, made in China, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's actually just some kids in the uniform um, costume. But there is a certain point where you now, you are sure, you know, no one has ever come down this far. Yeah. Which is why, when you start, when you... Like go even further, and then you see some evidence of something down there or someone down there. Then that's going to freak you out. Yeah, I mean, when you find the crystal skull, that's where you start thinking, "What the fuck have, I, have we got into?" Yes. <laughs> um, and then, luckily, there's a fridge there to stop you from, from, from dying in a nuclear explosion. explosion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a there's a whole warehouse scene that you know kind of harkens back to a, a previous thing that we've talked about. <laughs> well, there's also an area where, speaking of grappling hooks, your son, you know, f- like a like a bloody Tarzan, swings from vine to vine and grappling hook to grappling hook hmm. uh, in a big car chase. So somehow, all this happens in a cave under the ground. I don't know. Yeah, it goes to be a right late, late game. Um, no, I think, I, like, by the time you get that deep, like, you should be, the player should be scared shitless, and for them to then come across signs of something down here or someone down here, that's going to freak them out. Like, okay, at this time, the sound is no longer coming from behind them. The sound is coming from it, from where they need to go. What sound? Just any sound. Like, the, the sound of, of something that doesn't sound quite right. Like, I think that, obviously, you need some sort of antagonistic sound. Hmm. I do like the idea of a very subtle hum Clicking. that starts. Well, I think initially it's a very subtle hum, so then it, and it comes up so c- slowly as they descend. Uh, and going through this because again, I'm picturing sort of every cave section takes a little bit to get through because you, mm-hmm. you have to. The player is very deliberately like looking around, you know, figuring, okay, that's down this far. I can probably, you know, attach a thing there and and climb down here and then move onto that. 
And so as you're going through the series, yeah, you, you start to get this hum that they don't notice until they realize, wait, that hum's been here for a while. And I'm only just noticing it. But yes, then I think as you get even deeper- Blow sticks that you got to break. And they only last for a small amount of time, but if you break them and then you throw them down and you see how far down it's actually going. Yeah. And, um, when you get to a certain point, I think the most unnatural color in in nature is mm. the color purple, pretty much. Mm. Mm-hmm. So to have purple light- Yep. You know, something that, that doesn't feel... Like, purple never feels natural. Because yep. purple is never ever seen. Like, green, yellow, red, even a bluish... I mean, you do see purple in, like, flowers and stuff, but I think it's... It's rare yeah. in, the, in the light and, and, you, and you're certainly not going to see it fucking hundreds of kilometers down in the cave. No. Where um, you got to. I like the idea of you start seeing, like, you know, a purplish tinge to, mm-hmm. to things. And the further that you go on, you actually start seeing purple, you know, unnatural light. Uh, because yep. that, that, again, unnatural light is, is one of those things of... It creeps me the fuck out. Like, if, if I start seeing light streaming out of the cave, am I going to want to go towards it? No, well, that's it. And I think... I have, I've been in darkness for a while, but do I really want to go there? I think that could be a big thing as well, because, like, obviously, quite soon, you get to the point where the only light you have are the lights you are creating or carrying. Uh, and again, we can give a few options of unlimited glow sticks to sort of light certain ways. You can maybe have a lit... They only last for 10 minutes. Yeah. You can, you can maybe have, like, lights that you can attach to places so that you can sort of, you know, head down and be able to look back and see, oh, yeah, the light. I can see the light coming out of the corner still, because I know I set up that light there. But for there to be light coming from an external source that's going to, you know, mess you up. So yeah. I'm almost thinking, like, we get to the point, you discover, like, a fucking demonic hellmouth or something there. Like, it's it's that level of otherworldly yeah. that, you, that you get to. I don't know what happens when you get there. Maybe that's just the end of the game. Um, <laughs> as it finally becomes, you know, opens up. Demonic hellmouth. Yeah, well, I think, I wonder if... Is that where part one finishes? Because I like the idea oh. of, of, like, okay. this is a two-part game, and the second part is it's spelunking in, like, an alternate... Like, through hell, basically. Either through hell or through this other dimension. Like, <laughs> it's a, and it's a shooter. <laughs> Like, it's still got a grappling hook and stuff, but it's essentially Doom. VR Doom with a grappling hook. Uh, bionic Commando, basically. You, you, yeah. it's, it's now attached to your arms and you're, you're like obviously spider manning and shooting off to the side. And it's, it's an on-the-rail shooter with um, with grappling hook mechanics. <laughs> you get on the rail? Well, I think, yeah, I mean... There are on the rail, rail sections. Yeah. <laughs> just don't really change it up. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the same, but it's the same game. There's <laughs> not even a sequel where you just mix it up. It's like the whole... <laughs> you play this, like, I don't know, six-hour expedition down, you know, this, this rising terror as you get deeper and deeper into this cave, wondering what you're going to find, hearing strange noises, knowing nothing else could be down here, freaking out. You've only, you got, find- the, you've only got the two grappling hooks that you found because you didn't find the third pack that gave you the unlimited use grappling hook that at the push of a button could actually collapse and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, you can't get back up. No, you can't get back up. You, find this hellmouth. you wake up in the hellmouth and you've got these augmented grappling hooks attached to your hands. And you got- well, I think you, I think there's the one. Yeah, yeah the grappling, grappling guns that you had, <laughs> but they've been melded to your hands in a very body horror, demonic kind of way. And you find that you can... <laughs> <laughs> you can control them. You can control them organically. On, on like, your wrist, there's, there's like a, a little area where, as you as you pull your hand back, like a grappling hook comes out, and it's like, oh shit, this is just like you know scorpion, or or it's just like yeah, it's, it's like when, it's like Spider Man discovering his organic web shoes, right? yeah, which is just um, fucked up. But it's even grosser. Like the grappling hook comes out, and it's this is like all this fluid that like comes out, uh. and the, the rope is all like glistening with wetness, <laughs> and, and the character like. Um, the, the the voice actor went pretty crazy with um with their vocal acting during this whole thing. They they decided to take a sexual like that was their choice and we kept it in. <laughs> well, he also does all the sounds for the grapple hook. Just to be the sounds. I, I, was, I was picturing female, so you know. yeah, fine either way. Uh, but they have a lot of fun. Just like I, I think because I saw this as like um very similar to that movie. Uh, what what was it? The UK like, the descent or something. The descent. Yeah, yeah. Which is I all, seen all it, females. You know, go forward and go down. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, you know, that just it made sense to me that that's that's who the character was. But yeah, that's fine. This, this is good. This is really cool. Let's let's do one more because I, I. Yeah, let's move on. We'll do one more. One more grapple hook game. That was really cool. Though. I really enjoyed that. Future downright shocked adoption. Okay, this is our space grapple hook game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, shocked adoption. I like the idea of being adopted into some sort of alien family or something. Yeah, you're very different from this alien family. Maybe one of these things of you you're abducted. Mm. You know, it, well, from, shock, uh, shocked adoption is yeah yeah a very uh. uh Guys, the galaxy kind of yeah, very, very young, taken as a child, and now this is this is your life. That like yeah. you you have very very grappling hook esque uh, 
you know, that, that's, that's your whole. That, that's your whole, whole. I wonder if window. it starts as like a sport thing. Like there's a futuristic sport involving grappling hooks through a 3D space. Oh, it's zero G. So it's the only way yeah. to traverse. Yeah. Ooh, this is cool. Is I, that the whole game then? Yeah. Is I, it just a zero G grappling sport? It starts out of that. Like you, you're, you maybe show like the prologue of, of you being on Earth, and then you know a UFO comes down into your backyard. As as you're like, um, you, you know, your mum and dad have, have sort of said, yes, you can camp out in the backyard, and the UFO comes down and takes up the um, takes up the tent. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, um, I know maybe your dad's spelunking gear or something like that. Just to, just to tie it in a little bit to the well, your mum's spelunking gear. Like, well, I mean, yeah, we don't, yeah, yeah, we can do that. He's saying it's like it's literally the same. The 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 parent is the protagonist of the last game. Yeah, the father um, is a mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> he, he, you can tell because he's got a wig <laughs> and, and the tweed and the tweed jacket with it, with it like the okay, uh, okay but I, I kind of like in in a very portal like way yes where that you have this fairly quick introduction and then you're playing this futuristic sports game yeah and that's what it seems like it is it's like okay there's a bit of backstory for your character you got abducted you turned out to be really good at this you know grappling uh, sport um I'm thinking it's lacrosse so it's, it's like a, a net on a stick sort of yeah. thing catching a ball and flushing it's sort of zero g in zero g where you where you're like it's like a team game and it's kind of a cross between Quidditch. But without brooms, you've yep. got grappling hooks and rocket league. Um, <laughs> yeah, when you, when you get the ball, you have to pass it on before you can move. Like that's that's one of the things. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yes, I think uh, going back to the portal thing, you know, you play, you play a bunch of games. You think you're just playing the sports game. Maybe you get some little bits in between where you're getting some story stuff. But at some point, the space mafia something happens. Space maybe mafia. like maybe a freaking huge spaceship crashes into the arena. Yep. During a game. Yeah, and the hey. Space Don comes out and says, we're the space mafia. <laughs> <laughs> you just really want to get the space mafia. I, I like the idea that um, they've been trying to fix games. Like. And okay. you, you haven't you haven't been on the take, yeah. But some of your some of your um, some of your like teammates Team have. members, yeah. Because okay. there's, there's something about it that you know you're now you're now trying to fugitive esque. Like um, you know some of your team members have actually implicated you in this whole scheme, and right. you're trying to you're trying now to clear your name. Yeah, so th- that's fine. Yeah, we, and there there are a bunch of things. That's my that that I want to bring. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. My my main point was just that now you're outside of the rink. Now it's yes. not just in the arena. Now you're using those skills that you learned in the arena to make your way through other zero g environments uh, as you. Yes, are hunting down these mob boss or something like first trying to escape, but then then trying to infiltrate all, trying to uh, you know f- fight your way through all of their henchmen. I, I'm seeing like stealth sections of, of sneaking through like an asteroid field, just trying to latch mm. onto uh, latch onto a ship, and then you, you're going through you know sort of like uh, an area in, in zero G again. You know, because I'm yeah, well, I like the idea of stealth because, because I think your grappling hook is quiet enough that you're not it doesn't get noticed. Because I like the idea of stealthily. Well, yeah, it's actually no oxygen to, to actually. Well, I guess if you're actually, I mean, depending on if you're there's in, no sound. Well, yeah, zero G though doesn't imply no sound. Mm. Like if you're if you're outside. Yeah, in in a vacuum. Yes, there's no sound, but um, I think there's areas in spaceships, and obviously, initially, when you're in the arena, there is sound. Um, there. <laughs> I'm just picturing a joke in which, like, you know, they, they know that it's, that it's in the sound, and, and uh, it's actually set in like a no oxygen environment. You have got like space suit on, and all this mm. stuff, and as you grapple onto something, like in whether it's a flashback or something to, to your first when you're first learning this, and uh, your character actually makes mention to the fact that, but in space, like sound doesn't travel. It's like, yeah, I know that's why we actually hooked it up to the audio system, so um, <laughs> your, your brain reacts to it better if you can actually hear it, like connect to something. So we just play it through yeah. the audio system <laughs> when, it, when it hooks up. <laughs> well, I mean, you could play with that in a few different ways because you could have areas that are that have atmosphere and some that don't. So, and that could even be a thing. It's like, oh, I, I can't get through this area because they're going to hear the grapple and stuff. So I need to like fucking make a hole here. Think it's going to depressurize the whole thing. Uh, they, all, all the mafia guys, you know, put on their spacesuits or whatever, or they put on their space helmets, um, cause they're prepared, cause they're prepared for that sort of thing. I, I like the fact that they, they just push, they push a button on their shoulder and, you know, just, yeah, sure. So it doesn't, so really the only thing it changes is that now that it's silent. Um, it's because then you can have shit like, oh, now you're picking off mafia guys by fucking grappling them from a distance and like yanking them back towards you and they mm. can go flying off into space or whatever, or, or just like, you know, behind you and nobody notices ahead of them because they don't hear the sound. Uh, and then you're stealthing around that way. Yeah. Especially, especially if you, you can somewhat jam their communications and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, by grappling into them, by grappling <laughs> into the like receivers in the area, it's like okay, I disabled it in this area because I grapple it. Yeah, the only verb you have is grapple in this. Area. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, were you picturing the after this one again, or are you picturing the sort of first person? Or I was, but then when you said I was at first, but then when you said portal, I was thinking that worked as a, as a mouse keyboard sort of game. Yeah. So it does actually work that way. I just I think the sound design is one of those things that you're expected. Like it actually says headphones are recommended for this game, yeah, because like, yeah. it, it adds to the immersion, especially when you have you know. Uh, your coach talking directly into into your one ear, mm-hmm. hearing it coming from the TV is is one thing, but hearing actually coming in for sure. Well, and then like you can use that, that later on because your coach was working on you the whole time yeah. or something, right? Like, and so now, it. like he was, now he's taunting you, you know, or you didn't know, and because you'd refused to, you know, do it, or I don't know, or they they didn't have the leverage on you because you're such a fucking goody two shoes, whatever. You know, there, there, there are. There are, you can come up with a variety of reasons why okay. you would evolve. So how many arms does everyone else have in this world? Because I like the idea that you're a human, so <laughs> yeah. you've only got two, but they've got yeah. like four or five. Extras, yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that because that just makes you even more of a star. Like and you got you got to this level of, you know, of the league with only two arms and that, that makes you even more of a, you know, an anomaly and a superstar in this world. Um, I kind of like the idea that at one stage you have to kind of like fashion a puppet system of, of which, you know, you can sort of look like you've got four arms and when you, but when you're moving one arm, <laughs> I guess moving the other ones as well. It's yeah. kind of like to, to sort of not give away your silhouette. <laughs> yeah. It's just, well, and again, if you're sitting in space, you can have a lot of like areas where it's, you're only being lit from one side, right? Because it's just the sun, the, all the lights around, so it's only the, the local star that is lighting it. So yeah, you can have a lot of silhouette sort of stuff going on. I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoyed just playing around with this grapple mechanic all, all this time. I think all four games are actually really, really different. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I wanted out of this sort of segment. I think that you can, you know, really explore that mechanic in, in different sort of types of games. So I think we pat ourselves on the back. I, the, the reason why I came up with the, the reason why I came with grappling hook at first mm-hmm. is just because I thought, how the hell are we actually going to do this? And I thought it would be a, a good a good choice for if we can do it with grappling hook, we can do it with anything. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And there's so many different types of mechanics, right? Like, and even the, the two that we've that we've got. Grappling hook and then tech trees. Like tech trees is going to be a completely different set of games. Oh, so it's not about, you know, grappling hooks is all about traversal or movement through space. Yeah. Tech trees is, is about the mechanics behind, you know. Well, it's about like upgrades or choices or, you know, and we can, we'll go into, we'll go into that, we'll next, go into that next week. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. That was, I think, a, a successful implementation of a new segment. Yes. Well done, Ben. Clip Pitch Garage gets a thumb thumbs up from Trevor. <laughs> and that's only because little, we've never mentioned this before, but Trevor only has half of one thumb. <laughs> no, that's why. Oh, uh, half. He lost it in the thumbs <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you'd like to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash BitStorm. Have a listen to all of our previous episodes uh, where we, I mean, we've done grappling hooks before, I'm pretty sure, in other games just randomly come about, uh, as well as many, many, many other mechanics. If you really, really, really like the, the song that we play at the start and end, which is Mount Defiance Off of the Um Container Failure, by the way, or even if you just like it a little bit, or even if you just like it a little bit, you might like some of the other songs on it, so go check it out. Just search Kurodice Bandcamp, it's there. All yeah. free. Free. Free to a good home. So thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. Uh, and I'm getting out of here. <laughs>